Good morning, Fabcasters. This is our bar with the early morning video cast, vlog, podcast, drive time. What? I just made that up. So this morning, first thing, first thing in the morning, right? I wake up and God tells me, Ephesians 5.18. Ephesians 5.18. Give that to the guy you talked to yesterday. I was like, what? I, and it's, it's 5.30, right? It's 5.30, so I'm in this uh, drunken stupor, for lack of a better word. But yesterday, we took a guy through the Freedom Workshop. Um, we didn't get to finish because of the timing. And, uh, and um, you know, I didn't bring any material, which I was kicking myself. And then I stopped kicking myself because God told me, look, man, I don't need your bag of tricks. I don't need a bag of tricks. I don't need your book. I don't need anything. I am the bondage breaker. I am the healer. I am the one that sets the captives free. I'm just looking for an empty cup so I can fill that cup and then move that cup. I do everything, Ryan. So, okay, it didn't take me didn't take me too long before I just said, "Lord, what am I doing? You're you're the one." But this morning was so key. Well, the guy we took through yesterday was alcoholic. Not as a part of his identity, but but you know how, how what God's doing in his life right now is he's he's redeeming him from alcoholism and more so the lie that drinking excessively will bring him joy. Because alcoholism, I said it yesterday, I don't care about alcoholism as much as I care about the mindset, the heart issue behind it. So alcoholism is not as important as the belief that leads me to drink alcohol excessively. And the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. And the heart is where I do my thinking, where I do my believing. And so, okay, so Ephesians 5.18, right? The first I got this morning, first thing God says, give him 5.18. Give me Ephesians. It says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So, yesterday was all about breaking down theology. I gave him the tree illustration. I gave him the IV illustration. Gave him... Um, the, the breakdown of quote unquote the enemy but I wasn't speaking his language and the language of the alcoholic should be Ephesians 5.18 do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirit that's the language he understands that's a lot of, that's the language a lot of alcoholics understand because they understand the feeling of being drunk the euphoria but it's a range for, for different people. It could be drunk, there could be a happy drunk, there could be a mad drunk, there could be a violent drunk, there could be a drunk that says, man, now, now my problems have gone away, I've numbed the pain, I'm feeling good. But then that bottle of alcohol is still their savior, so we're just switching. And understanding spirituality is understanding what it takes to get drunk. It's. It takes never stopping drinking. It takes it takes a sip here, a sip there. Keep drinking, keep drinking, keep going, keep going. Chug, chug, chug. And then next thing you know it, uh, there's drunkenness. And so that's the picture of getting drunk in the spirit. 
I'm gonna take a little bit here. I'm gonna take a little bit here. Oh no, the buzz is wearing off. Take, take, partake, partake. Bam, drunk in the spirit. So the word, so that drunk in the spirit uh, passage. Go ahead, buddy, pass me, pass me. Oh, lady. I gotta drive the speed limit, lady. All right. But that passage, um, it talks about keep continuously be being filled. It's a passive verb. So it's happening to the person. The Holy Spirit's doing the active work. The person is receiving. So not doing anything, receiving, right? And it's keep continuously be being filled. So it has the idea of being under the influence of the Spirit. The same as if I was drinking and driving, I would be knocked for driving under the influence. So now, here's, here's what that means to me, okay? Everything I do, every move I make, every step I take, yeah, um, I'm going to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So I start the day with, God, what are you doing today? All right, I just want to do what you want to do. I, I, I just want to say what you want to say. So everything I say, think, and do is under the influence of God the Holy Spirit. And this, Ephesians 5, Ephesians is the only passage where, where that command, be, be being filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It, this is the only instance of it. So this is the solo passage. But there are other instances in Scripture where someone is filled with something and then it influences it to the point where they want to kill somebody. Okay? For instance, the religious guys, the churchy guys, were so filled with anger that they wanted to kill the Apostle Paul. Scribes and Pharisees were filled with jealousy, filled with rage, and they tried to kill Jesus. So whatever it is that fills me is going to influence me to the point where I would carry it out. Some could say, and some do say that the filling of the Spirit here is control. Okay? So be controlled by the Spirit. Okay, I get that. Except for the fact I can override it at any time. So, anyways... It's being under the influence. So I shared this with my wife. It's 5.30 in the morning and then she stumbles in and she's, she moseys on in and like, what? And I said, babe, God told me Ephesians 5.18. Right when I woke up, he told me that. And she says, oh my gosh, Jesus speaks to you. And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't thought of it like that. He did speak to me. He does speak to me. So he gave me five, Ephesians 5.18. I told her, and she said, what does that mean? I go, well, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So, let's pray. So we start to pray for this guy. And I renounce all my feelings of, I should have I should have bought my material. I should have bought, bought my bondage breaker book. I should have bought the Steps of Freedom in Christ, um, which I had to look it up. And I ended up looking up my own stuff that I wrote. Anyways, renounced that I need something and accepted the, joyfully accepted the truth that Jesus is the bondage breaker. He is the healer. He's the one. And then we start praying for him. 
and I I pray that that God would swap out needs for other things with the need for Jesus. And then I hear my wife wrestling with with the Bible. She opens it up, and she starts praying the scripture to God. Ephesians 1, uh, 17 through about 19. But anyway, she takes that scripture, and my eyes are closed, I'm on the floor, I'm on my knees. She takes that scripture and she starts claiming it for this man, and she's praying God's truth right back to him. What better prayer could there be than to pray God's truth right back to him? He will never reject that because it's his own words. Does God talk to himself? Is he community within himself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We should always pray God's word back to him because he never will reject that. Anyways, I'm pulling up to the beach here. I've talked about scripture. I've talked about my heart. I've confessed things. I've renounced, exposed the deeds of darkness. This is amazing. And I hope... I hope that your relationship with Jesus is such that when the first thing when you wake up, he gives you passages, he gives you truth. Because it's it's an amazing thing what he did to me this morning. And um, the enemy doesn't give me scripture like that. That's all God. That's all God. All right. I got a date with Dean. Date with Dean, as my wife says. Um... I'm looking for his car. We're supposed to surf. All right. All right, Fabcasters. Sayonara. Peace.